Welcome to another episode of the Stubborn Heroes, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Adam, and I am the Dungeon Master, and the Stubborn Heroes we have today are Michael, who plays Belrin, hi. Raymond, who plays Aratol, what, what, what? Oh, hi. <laughs> David, who plays Phileas, hi. Cody, who plays Big Boob McGee, <laughs> aka Amon, hi. and <laughs> Billy, who plays... Cedric. Oh, hey there. All right. Everybody immediately roll, except for Cody, because you were not in the last session, to see who tells the tale of the last episode. Everybody I thought, roll. I thought David said he just wanted to. No, play. everybody's got to roll. <laughs> What'd you get? Um, that is a... Uh, Two. <laughs> All right. So, David, what happened in the last episode? So, in the last episode... We all start off on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then while Princess Oriana uh, was talking and stuff about the headdress that Cedric found, he threw it overboard. In the process of him throwing this thing overboard, Raymond then took this glowing purple orb. I tried from, to inspect it. Trying to inspect it, it no longer glowed. So because it didn't glow anymore, Raymond then threw this orb overboard. It was broken. Yeah, and I was losing my mind. <laughs> so the DM did not like that very much. Then Belrun then took his um, ukulala and threw that overboard. <laughs> I then took the ring that Tigrin got me and threw that overboard. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Princess Oriana. <laughs> Then went, ah, if everyone's doing it, why not? I gave her the magical orb. He gave, he, Raymond gave him, sorry, Aratol gave him, gave her back the uh, magical orbs that she got. She then gave one to Myra, and they both threw them overboard. Amon, holding this red orb in his hands, went, ah, and threw his orb overboard. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> then threw his orb overboard as well. That was my fucking nose. <laughs> and all items just sank. Cody, I thought you were gonna keep your cool and not react to whatever. And we continued bugging you about. We continued to drive away on the boat to go to Wallace. And there we go. Then <laughs> I hate you all. When we got to Wallace, Amon went to a titty bar. And acquired some titty. And that's the last we saw of Amon for the rest of the episode. Um, I just want, what's your reaction there, Cody? Screw you all. That was my mouse. <laughs> I never lied to you. You didn't lose anything. For the record, his face is You threw it away right willingly. Like, for the record, I have it on video the entire <laughs> I did conversation. You <laughs> <laughs> said that to me so I can on I don't think you willingly threw it over. That's besides the point. He says I didn't lose anything, but I did lose something. No, 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 you didn't lose it. 
As in, oh, sorry, I guess you didn't understand my connotation when I said lose. I meant like you didn't go, oh, where did that go? You purposefully <laughs> threw it over. You know where it is at the bottom of the fucking bay. Was, you were the last one, and all of a sudden, for some strange reason, nobody nobody had any inkling. I didn't even know what this orb was, really. And was, but for some reason, you, not, just went, was, you just went, eh, and threw it over. It was like a mass hysteria caused by this guy, because he threw something. And I was like, what the fuck are y'all... I guess he throws his orb overboard. That's good. Apparently, apparently it's something that we all really, really needed. Uh, was oh, and the, the, the pink, purpley gem thing? That was the thing that controlled the mist. At, in my hometown, in apparently. That, that was the about. thing that protected his Yeah, village. he didn't know that either. So, like, the, so the orb that I threw, too. he lost something really big, too. He, he, he can't rebuild Mandara without it. But, <laughs> and I threw it overboard. I'm like, oh, it's just a rock. Fuck <laughs> Which, I mean, like I said, to... Typically, Adam goes, you would recognize this as, but didn't. But I didn't. So, welcome anyways, to Stubborn Heroes. Anyways, um, so then after all that happened, and Amon went to the Welcome DR, to the asshole club. I, it wasn't our call, Adam just made you do it. Um, just saying, so you being one person. Um, you being the god of, you being, you being the god of the game. Um, yeah, Cody. <laughs> um. So anyways, this is far as boring. Wow. Um, afterwards, we kind of... <laughs> I just wanted to, the only reason why I want to say is I'll put my blood, sweat, tears into it. <laughs> After Amon went to the TD bar, mm-hmm. um, the rest of us went to. Oh, sorry, no, I lied. Cedric and Belrun went to the lower, the lower parts of the city with our Oriana to hide out, so that way she wasn't noticed. Went to the Rat Stool Tavern. And when they went to the Rat Stool Tavern. Um, Balron, of course, went for drinks, and Cedric ended up killing the dwarf and winning the deed. The, the, well, the, the owner of the bar, and got the deed of the bar. And then me and Aratol went to talk to... Lord Wallace. Went to talk to Lord Wallace. And, and, and the council. Aratol and I went to Lord Wallace, <laughs> found out why all the ships have been grounded and docked and all that stuff. Um, apparently there's been murders, we went to investigate these murders, we went to a house, and found out, found a body, and the body had two puncture holes in its neck, um, I turned into a bear, smelt some sort of poison, and then led the poison down to a basement to where we found a bunch of the Silver Eye Dragon cult, cult um, items. So I was getting there, chill. Silver Eye Dragon cult items, and then we, that's where we ended. Yeah, that's where we ended up. So let's. I think the first person we're gonna go to when we start here is Amon. So, Amon, uh, when you got off the boat, you immediately saw the strip club. Are you okay? Yeah. Your eyes are really red. I know. That's why I'm trying not Great. to look at things. Why do you have to touch the cat? Because the cats are awesome. You want some Tylenol or Motrin? Ibuprofen. It's okay. Just continue. Amon, titty bar. Titties. Yeah. So. Uh, Amon, you, uh, when you arrived, what happened to you, what the others didn't realize and why you went, oh my gosh, right there, was because what you saw on the outside of that bar, regardless of what it was, uh, with your, what is it called, the sight? Devil's sight. With your devil's sight, with your burning eyes, you saw an etched out, burned out symbol um, in green fire has been placed upon the inn. And you know this is the symbol of the warlocks, and and that the symbol was left for you, and that somebody is in there that needs to speak to you. 
And a titty and, bar. And that is where they are. And a titty bar. So that is why you immediately went to... No, no, don't go to the tavern like every other normal person. Go to a titty bar. Hey, you were distracted by boobs. <laughs> where else are you going to find boobs? Yeah, I, I why had... would I be distracted by boobs? That was what the Twitter you followers just wanted. You were the last one. You just weren't you in the last episode. I mean, what can we say? Twitter decided boobs. I don't know what to say. Boobs. I'm boobs. never missing an episode. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Me too. But you're already dead. Anyway, I'm not missing so... another one. <laughs> so, well, I'll lose more things. So you you immediately, you know, you saw this symbol and uh, you you immediately went to the, I guess we're, the bar, which is now canonically called the titty bar. That's just what it's called. <laughs> very, 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 very... Just straight like, to the point. Straight to the point. It's just like Ratstool Tavern. This is the most decrepit name for an, a tavern I can think of. So you you went there. You you walked inside. It's very dark inside. Low lighting. Um, there's there's some music playing. It's very seductive music all around you. It's a very misty place. Um, and you see several dancers... Male, female, different races and stuff. They're all dancing. Some of them are coming up to you like, ooh, what you after, big boy? One woman with big bosoms comes up to you. Big boobs, because it had to be boobs. Can we ask why males were at the titty bar dancing? <laughs> uh, because different strokes for different folks. But why okay. a titty bar <laughs> No, the name of the place is called the titty bar. That doesn't mean that... Okay. You can no, ask... I'm you, just, I'm just asking you know what? <laughs> Phileas can take that up with the owner. Okay? <laughs> Cedric, oh, well, owner, the owner, no, I don't care to go in there. The, the owner. Don't interest me, so I'd be like, eh. Napen Titty Bar is his name. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's been in his family for generations. Okay, yes. you can take it up with him. So, I'm on this this woman with large bosoms. You know, she comes up to you and she's just like, "You looking for a dance?" Uh, Amon will just completely and bluntly just ignore and go straight to <laughs> where the symbol is. <laughs> In other words, right? I say nothing? Come on, man. <laughs> Amon said nothing. We were expecting you to say I say nothing. No, no, I'm being Amon right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So, Amon, which is true, you're going to be... I say nothing! That's what you get for missing a session. So, you push push on through. Your, um, you don't... The, the thing is, the symbol was on the outside. It didn't tell you where inside a person would be. You don't know. So, are you just looking around? Look for this fucking sketchy dude in a fucking cloak. But you're in a titty bar. There's probably millions of sketchy dudes. That is true. Looking around, there's a lot of sketchy dudes in cloaks. But do you want to ask this uh, woman anything? Any information? I'm looking for a orc with glowing green eyes. And she sort of looks at you. She's like, how much is it worth to you? I, really? Five gold coins worth anything? And then she's just like, uh, one slap on my left butt cheek. That's about it. Why are you so apprehensive to spend your money? I'm Come not. on. Do you just not have a lot of money? 206. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of money. You're not going to be able to afford this. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I might know, but uh, give me ten times that. And then we'll be talking. He, he knows what five times ten is. <laughs> you guys are such assholes. Uh, 
I'm going to need at least 10 times that amount for the information that you're looking for. She's going to, she's turned around, she's walking away. She's going to another guy who's walking in. Fine, I, Amon gets 50 coins. And, uh, she takes the 50 coins. She takes the gold, and you see her just sort of slip it behind her. You don't know where the fuck she put it. It just sort of disappeared. And then, uh, she just points the way up towards the back room. Okay? And Amon proceeds towards the back room. You proceed towards the back room. Uh, you walk through some beaded doors and everything. You don't have to roll for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you see back there is a cloaked figure with burning red eyes and two tusk teeth underneath the cloak. He's getting a lap dance. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, 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 oh. And he sort of shoes her away. And then he gives the, the woman money and he's like, Amon, we meet again. And you would recognize this as Lord Thakrak, the one who trained you. Awesome. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> no, I just, I just point out that you would recognize this. You would... Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still upset mm-hmm. over the jam. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I... <laughs> I thought you were smart enough to figure it out. I shouldn't have, <laughs> shouldn't have thought that. So, uh, <laughs> you would recognize yeah, well, I mean, that it is at he the doesn't bottom pick of it up the bay. <laughs> Thus, no, 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 right. <laughs> along with everything else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Lord Thakrak is uh, sitting there. Oh, Lord Thakrak. Forty as ever. Yeah, well, no, no, no. She just, she just fell upon me. and uh, Well, it, either way, either way. Come, come sit, come sit. And he's sort of at a table there. He elven man comes up and serves serves him a drink and gives you a drink as well um and he sort of flips him a coin then he sits down he's like uh i i knew you'd be here eventually i'm glad you saw the symbol and how long have you been here (laughs) uh not long you know uh i've been staying at that tavern in the lower districts there but uh i knew that once you came off a boat, this would be the first place that you saw you'd be able to see the symbol outside. Eventually. Yes. So. Uh, why a titty bar? <laughs> That's besides the point. Amon, you're nuts. I mean, aren't you curious as to why I want to speak to you? <laughs> I am. I just want to know why a titty bar. Well, this is uh, the most inconspicuous place I could think of, and uh, I don't know, I just I just thought it would be... I, and I already explained to you, once you came off the boat, this would be the first place that you saw, so they have lots of business here. I knew that you'd be coming through, and you'd okay. be able to see the symbol outside, as I already explained. So, uh, uh, why'd you put the symbol outside? Why do you need to talk to me? Well, uh, we've been tracking you, Amon, in your progress... Netherlord Varsith sent me out here to uh, communicate with you, get a status report. We uh, we felt the presence of the Child of Hadar when you activated the necklace. Netherlord Varsith said he could feel the energy. He knew that you had vanquished and banished a Child of Hadar. I did, with the help of uh, the group of people I'm traveling with. A group of people you're traveling with? Yes. Amon, you shouldn't be traveling with anybody. You know you'll just put them in danger. Oh, I know. The warlocks, we walk alone. You're, not, you're supposed to walk the lone path. 
On the boulevard of broken dreams, it's what we do. So, was it? So I, I assume that you were successful in your mission, that you can return to the shattered citadel. Nope. Cause uh, one of the children uh, let out his brothers, and now there's more of them. He looks startled, and he's he's halfway through sipping a drink when you say that. And he spits out. He's like, "What? Yep. What are you? Could you elaborate?" Uh, well, we only we uh, stopped one of the children of Hadar, and how many did we say there were? Like, there's only uh, like how many in total? He didn't say. He didn't say. There, there. Everybody knows, and warlocks would know. You would he know. Said, he just said, "My there's several sisters. all around the world, and this one, the the Yishtan, which you've already discovered, is Yishtan. It's going around, and he's going to start releasing them all." He said, "He's he's released the brothers. He's releasing the brothers and sisters." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we uh, banished one back to Hadar, but the Yishtan is still uh, releasing his other brothers, probably around the world. And then you see him reach down and take out his Book of Shadows. And you see him, he just like opens it up and it, it glows like a green light as he's moving through it. He's like, I've heard that name. Yishthun. Yes. It makes sense. We had suspected that Yishthun was the one that was trapped inside of that old monk prison. So that's the one that those foolish heroes had let out. Yep. Huh. Foolish heroes. Yeah. They didn't Stubborn, know. Try. I'm assuming they're all dead now. It's for the best. There's, I know. He doesn't know that the companions you happen to be with are the ones who let out this <laughs> fucking thing. But uh, I see you're not going to release that information. He says, uh, so, it was Yishtun. Aman, which one of the children did you banish? One of them. What in, what other information did you get? Like, did you already? I don't I don't know. Did you already say that he's trying to release all the other children? I don't think yep. you said that. You I did? did that. You did say okay. that. Okay. Um, if this Yishtun has the ability to release the other children, then this could be bigger than we ever thought. This may not just be an anomaly, Amon. This could be a true world-ending event that may be happening. Dun, dun, dun. And he closes his book of shadows and he's just like, I'll have to report this back to Netherlord Varsith, but I was expecting to bring you back to the Citadel. I hate to ask you to continue, but I don't think we have any other choice. It's all right. I don't mind continuing. <sighs> okay. Netherlord Varsith sent me with a gift. Ooh. It's a gift for you. It was as a reward for completing your work, which I guess you actually haven't, but I guess we'll give it to you anyway. Hopefully it helps you complete the tasks that you have at hand. And uh, he looks around, he reaches into his satchel, and he takes out a, a black box, and he places it in front of you. And he gets up and he's like, I've got to go. No, he doesn't say that. So he places the black box in front of you. Because I just realized he's going to have to explain what it is. So. It's not locked or anything. I just open it's it. just a black... It, it, you want to? You look at the box, you yeah. see it's just a, a black box. And 
It looks like the, the lid, uh, it has a hinge on it for a lock, but there's no lock on it. You can just open it. So Ahmad opens it. <laughs> yep. And uh, inside of there is a uh, black orb. Okay? Yep. So what... Uh... Ahmad picks up the orb. Yep. What is this? That is a nightmare. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. <laughs> um, he doesn't say that. That Amon is is a one of a kind item. That was the mount of the Netherlord himself when he used to hunt down the children of Hadar long ago. It's called the Nightmare of Shadow. Ooh. It may take time for you to tame it, but that will become a mount for you. A mount made of pure dark energy from Hadar, but harnessed and enslaved by you. You will be able to ride the skies with it. Its shadow will encompass your enemies. Not a big deal or anything. <laughs> and he gives you the box. And, uh, and and you have the orb, and then he gets up, he's like... I'm going to laugh when he kicks you in the face. <laughs> but be warned. This mount is frightening. If you were to use its power, it might not know the difference between an innocent person or an enemy. It might also instill fear into innocent people who may then see you as not a hero, but a villain. But you know the path us warlocks must take. Yep. Yes. Regardless of what they say, it's up to you to save them. He gets up and he finishes his drink. He puts the glass down on the table. And he throws down some gold. And he's like, I've got to go, Amon. And he puts his hood over, his cloak hood over his head. He's like, I've got to go report back to the Netherlord. Goodbye. <laughs> you, uh... You, 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 you stay alive, okay? And, uh, report, I'll, I'll, I'll send another message and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. And he walks out of the titty bar. What would Amon do then? He'd probably get up and walk out of the titty bar too. Because there's no business for him there. <laughs> so you and Lord Thakrag, after saying bye, are sort of walking behind each other. Actually, Lord Thakrak uh, doesn't uh, walk out of the titty bar. I have a feeling he would, like, teleport. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he, um, he takes some sort of object out of his pocket, he says a few words, an incantation, and he creates a small, shadowy portal that he then walks into and dissipates and disappears. Okay? And then you walk out of the titty bar. Okay. So, uh, where would you go? Uh, you did hear the discussion last episode about they were going somewhere, they were going somewhere, so... You can either go to... Well, you wouldn't know. Yeah, you have no idea where you're going, so you're st outside the titty bar, so what do you do? <laughs> you actually don't know the town. You didn't hear those discussions. You have no idea where they went. Uh, he went before we said anything. Are you just staring at this orb on the I side? guess uh, Amon would probably ask around to see... Where his companions might have went to. Who are you asking? Who are you looking for to ask specifically? Anybody uh, in the town? 
I don't know, does it look like someone that's been sitting outside for a while? Yeah, there's uh, there's some um, downtrodden homeless people on the streets who would probably know the town in and out. So there's some shadowy looking figures. That's all there is in this lower yeah, part of the I town. Yeah, I guess I go up to the... The oh. harbor's in the lower part of the town, so, yeah. Yeah, you'd go up to one of the homeless and be like... Uh, Yo, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Cool, he's coked out. And his eyes are wide. And you see his pupils have blue lines on them. This guy has obviously been taking uh, uh, Mana Bomb, the uh, latest oh, drug that's on the streets. That's like me after petting a cat. Yo, what's up, man? What do you want? What do you want? You want some Mana Bomb? I'm good. No? Okay, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> uh, have you seen a... He's licking his lips. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Uh, little halfling, uh, road go by? It's not that hard to miss. Uh, I might have. I don't know. I don't know. What's it worth to you? Hmm? I was going to say, out of everybody in the group, he he asks about the halfling that, the halfling that he needed... just met. <laughs> yeah, but he knows, uh, well. Okay. I'm pretty sure, like, the halfling that's, like, half the size is he's not hard to miss. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, or is he harder to miss because he's only? <laughs> I might have seen him. Clearly I might not. Have. Have. You know, my memory's a bit foggy. I've been taking a lot of mana bomb. You know what? Intimidation check. Okay, go ahead. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15. Intimidate me. Uh... How about you just tell me if you've seen it or not? The fuck's your problem, man? Huh? You trying to fight me or something? You want to fight me? He puts out his fist. He's like, come on. Come on. <laughs> He's moving back and forth like a fucking crazy guy. He's moving. Come on. Come on. Can you just tell me? He's not intimidated by you. Uh, 15, <laughs> that's bullcrap. Um, it would take a lot to intimidate this guy who's high on drugs and thinks he's 10 feet tall and made of steel. So, Amon is lost <laughs> in the city <laughs> by the harbor. And now we're going to, we have to move on. So we're going to move on to, uh, I don't know if we should go, you know what? We'll move back to the basement. To you guys. Okay? We're going to move back to... Right, because I transferred out of bear form already, so we're good. Yeah. So in the basement is Captain Maquil, Aerotol, and Phileas. And the last thing that was said was Aerotol was looking at the list and showed it to Captain Maquil, who then said, these are the names of all the victims, but there's names. And I'm going to do a little retcon here. I said there's one name. There's actually two names, she says, on that list that have not been murdered. And then you said who? And she says, Vanna Tulip and Cassius Romaine. Those sound like weird food dishes. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I... You mean of the lettuce variety? What? <laughs> what? Romaine lettuce? Oh, Romaine lettuce. Oh my gosh. Cassius sounds like Caesar. Yeah. Cassius Romaine and Vanna Tulip. You guys don't recognize the name Cassius Romaine? Isn't that his partner, the guy beside him? I don't know. Do you want to talk to... Do you want to ask the captain Maquil that? I'm not sure. Sure. No, you're going to ask me in character? Who? Do you know who these people are? Yeah, yes. Uh, you've already met uh, 
Lord Cassius Romaine and Vanna Tulip, you, you saw her as well. I'm sure you didn't really see her, but she was in the council when you were speaking to Lord Wallace. Uh, Cassius Romaine was, he was, he's, he's the second hand to the Lord. He, he's the one who speaks to him. Vanna Tulip is, is known to be uh, a great woman in the town. She's a peacekeeper. She's, she's loved by all the people. Where do they stay most of the time? In their homes, in, 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 in the district. Who's closest to us? The closest one uh, from here, I, I would say that would be Lord Cassius. Um, do, what, what, what should we do? They could be in danger right now. Or soon. If you want to go back to the bar and then go, it's up to you. Well, what time is, like, what, what time is it roughly right now? Uh, it's about 3 a.m. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Phileas, do you want to transform into some cat fast thing? I don't, I don't know what you do. And uh, go there ahead of time with Makewill while I get everyone else. But where? where? Where are we going? There's two <clears throat> names. Which one do we go to? You said Cassius <laughs> Romaine was the It was closest. the closest one to your current location. Yes. But we'd have to get to both of them somehow. Or do not. We? We're both on the list. We'd have to check on both of them. Do we? But the peacekeeper. God damn it. It's up to you guys. I don't care what you do. But there is situation going on, and it, if you go one place, it'll be one thing. One place, it'll be another thing. Do we know where Myra is right now as opposed to where we are? She's uh, way... Like how, the, how far away is the, is the orphanage? The orphanage is like right next to the titty bar. It's by, it's by the. It was. It's by the harbor. It's by the harbor. It goes like orphanage titty bar. It's like. Yeah. Many so, many so of the, so the matrons. A lot of the matrons who work at the orphanage to look after the children actually also work at the titty bar. Yeah, the, it, that'd be in the lower city. Yeah, I was saying, so she's lower okay, city by so the harbor. I'm just asking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Out of character, because you know I would know in character already. Yeah. What did you want to know? Well, because I was going to say, if, if she was close, I could have sent her, I, we could have run down her, sent her to get you guys, and we split up and go through the other ones. Captain Makewell says, I, I can get a, I can get a small regiment of, of guards to come with me to one of the locations if you want. Just, gonna... just thinking about it, though, like, we wouldn't, we'd, we'd only be able to go to one place. Because we don't know the town. Or, and we wouldn't know where these people live, and sh- Makewell would be the only one that would know, and that would only bring us to one place. Unless we split up with guards, the guards would know. I can put a, I can show you on the map. Are you split up with guards? I can show you on the map where their homes are. I don't want to go solo <laughs> and get screwed. Artal doesn't want to go solo and get screwed. 1v1 me, bitch. <laughs> Alright. Uh... Or I'll go with her and a group of people to one, and you go with these guys to the other. One of you has that's to what he said. To that's what I said in the first okay. place. <laughs> okay, you that, I, that's what I said. I said you transform, go with her to the closest one while I gather everyone else. She shows me on the map, and then I, we go to the other one. Okay, no, and that's then fine. We like meet up. So I thought, I thought we go. We all go to the same one. That's fine. No. Okay, so sorry. Okay, okay so no, no, no. I'm keeping that in. Yeah. The realization. Of it. Go <laughs> ahead. The realization that you finally got what he was saying. Phileas, please go with Mayquill to the. Cassius remains. I will go get the rest. She will show me on the map, and I will go to 
Tulip. Vera Tulip. Vera Tulip. Vanna. Vanna, Vanna Tulip. Tulip. Barchode. <laughs> <laughs> don't know anybody named Barchode, Aretel. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that's what you guys are going to do then? Agreed. I could I could send Bell Run your way. Deputies, because you guys were appointed deputies of the town. Uh, well, so I will be getting a regiment. Uh, there should at least be four four other guards I'll be able to round up at this time of night. Can I see your monster book? Why? Because I want to see what big animal I can ride on. I can I can turn into like it's fast and I can. Okay. So uh, I would say like, just like a little bird down here. He's already transformed once today, so whatever he turns into, that's the last time he can transform today. So whatever he turns into, he thinks I'm not counting it, but I am. So, Captain uh, Makewell says, uh, Cassius Romaine's home, it's not just a small home like this, it's, even though this is a big home for, because they're nobles, he lives in a manor, far up near, near the keep where the Lord sits. Um... Uh, Vanna Tulip is a little bit lower than that. Her, she has a smaller home, about this size, about two two blocks over from him. And she sort of takes out a map and is showing Aerotol on the map, because you have a high intelligence, you'll be able to remember, here and here. Don't forget, you can also produce a magical map. Mm-hmm. Aerotol will cast some magic map. Yep, and a magical, you produce some magic in your hand, a magical map appears, and uh, Mikul is... A little bit startled at first, but then she says, okay, so it's here and here. And she points at it on your magical map. On your they map, highlight. So, and they highlight up and they blink red on your magical map. Uh, David, are you done? I need that. Looking for beasts. Okay, but, okay. So, okay, uh, so what do you guys do? Phyllis, the, are we are we good with this plan? Yes. Okay. Uh, Aerotol's gonna... I'll have a wagon pick you up right away. And she snaps... She's going to have you... I'm guessing you want to go to the bar, right? Yeah, to, to round up as many of these known guys. I, I, I know he's at the titty bar, but... Yeah. So you... Uh, yeah, you air tall. You get into a wagon. And uh, it's a horse and carriage. Sorry, you get into a carriage. A horse horse and carriage. That Makewell is called over. She's like, hey, get over here. Pick him up. You're going to bring him to the Ratstool Tavern immediately. Make haste. And the driver says, yes, yes, Captain. And you get on and you start rolling. Uh, you're rolling through until you get to uh, a steep hill. You're actually passing by the harbor now, where you would look outside your window and you would see him on there, getting into a fist fight with a, a, a tweaking out homeless man <laughs> who's swinging at him on and he's just sort of dodging it, going ah. Uh. He's like, oh, you want to fight me? Huh? Huh? Trying to intimidate me? Huh? 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 Uh, gonna like see this. He's gonna, he's gonna. The carriage is still moving. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like, is there anything covering the window open? Whatever. Yeah, it's just, there's a, a little, it's just like an open carriage, really. It's right? an open like carriage, a, like, but uh, you know, you're you're like inside. It's like a compartment, and there is windows, and it's just a little drape on the window. Okay. Um, Aerotol's gonna kind of stick his head out the window and be like, come on! Huh? Jump on! And while Mon's Ignore distract- the fighting fellow! While Mon's distracted, this homeless guy's like, uh, and he takes out a dagger. He's like, I'm gonna fucking cut you! I'm gonna cut you up! I'm gonna see what you look like on the insides! And I'm gonna eat your spleen! 
Aerotel's gonna try to throw. Is there a rock or anything around me? You you can. You're, you're in the carriage. You're in the carriage. You can pick up anything. There's there's. Cool. There's um, some nuts in the carriage to eat. Are they big nuts? No, they're I, long I, I nuts. want I want big, big nuts. <laughs> no, you don't have big nuts. <laughs> Damn it. So, but they're, they're small. Uh, sure. He'll pick up some walnuts and uh, do his best to throw them towards the... digitation. If I can make sparkles fucking appear in front of his face. But... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, while, that's, while you're deciding, what's Amon doing? Are you running to the carriage now? The, the carriage is just slowed down because the driver's like, okay, I guess he knows this guy. And it's slowed down. Are you, did you turn around and you're running from this homeless guy? I'm running towards the carriage, but I'm looking back and be like, there's a man about over there. <laughs> the guy's like, ah. Uh, he doesn't listen to you. Unless you roll a high percent. But let's see what he does. So, Amon's now running, like, oh, fuck, towards the carriage, and this homeless guy's coming at you with a dagger, like, I'm gonna fucking cut you! I'm gonna cut you! I'm gonna fucking cut you! <laughs> and what do you do? So, Airtel's gonna throw a bunch of walnuts towards uh, the homeless man, uh, as best as he can. Um, I don't know if you want me to roll for that, but... Uh, he's then gonna, while they're flying there, he's gonna cast Pressure Digitation on the walnuts to make them look like gold coins. Okay. And this guy's just gonna be like, <gasps> and be shocked and then go for the gold coins. And then he's gonna start picking them up and throwing them at him on, like, <clears throat> trying yes! to knock him down. <laughs> <laughs> Mon, you've now reached the carriage. It's just slowly moving. What do you do? Uh... I jump on the carriage and open the door and get in. Okay, and you get inside. And while you guys are there, these coins are being tossed into the carriage and then they become walnuts. And one of them, like, smacks them on in the head. And then falls to the side. It's just a walnut. You and take this, one HP of And this guy's just screaming, waving uh, his dagger in the air. He's like, don't you ever fucking come back here again! What's the... In, in your world, what's the middle finger? Is it just still the middle finger? Yes. Okay, Amon reaches out of the carriage and flips the guy off. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, then you guys roll away and you head towards... Do you want to say anything before you get to the Rascal Tavern? You're, you're haven't seen each other in a few hours. Oh. Amon, before you say anything, I don't want to know what happened in that titty bar. Okay. <laughs> You, uh, okay, so you don't. Are you gonna explain? To, I'm guessing that during the journey, it's still you know a few uh, minutes before you reach okay, the yeah. Rastal Tavern. You uh, guys will have explained what happened to you. You explained it. Well, he didn't hear why everything got stopped. That's right? true. Yeah. He just walked off in the city bar. So. Um. Now I don't know why everything stopped. Oh, sorry. No, no, you guys no. Know we yeah, we we know kind of what's going on. He just literally beelined it. Um. So Eratos. For the sake of saving time, Aerotel's going to kind of explain uh, to him on what's happening, just of the like situation in town, why yep. uh, the ships are like boarded off, and and what our current task is. Yeah, you hear it's, a... it's funny because Cody wouldn't actually know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a. So well, he a... heard in the summary. Hey, uh, there's a vampire attacking. All that stuff. Does Amon <laughs> care about vampires? I don't know. Uh, he's intrigued by them, just okay. for study-wise, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, but then you would have revealed that it wasn't a vampire that killed that person. Right? <laughs> so then So you're... then Amon's disappointed. <laughs> and then you guys arrive and you, you pull up to Ratstool Tavern, where there, uh, is loud music and cheering going on inside. People, and there's drunk people just pouring out, throwing up on the street. 
everybody's just happy hanging off of each other. There's a, a man having sex with a prostitute against the wall. It's just like a decrepit place, and you guys pull up. Okay, so what do you do? Uh, since Armand's probably going to choose to say nothing, Airtel's going to walk into the bar with haste and use... I don't know, what do I have? Ah, perfect. Uh, is going to use Minor Illusion to accentuate his voice and, and just yell out, Balrog, where the fuck are you? <laughs> As you walk in? Like, yeah. he'll, like, slam yep. open the door. Balrog, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Get here right now! As you open up the door, what's Amon doing? Uh, well, seeing how he just left me in the carriage. Uh, and all the... I could probably, I'm guessing I can hear his voice since he made the ladder. I'm just, like, looking out the window. So you're staying in the carriage? You're not going inside? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Amon's staying... That's all I wanted to know. So Amon's staying in the carriage. He doesn't want to further the plot. So, uh... Aerotol, you walk in to the bar, and... What does Aerotol see when he first walks in? So, Belrin, where are you? You were against the bar last time getting some drinks. And I'm still there. And are you just... I'm, sloshed. like, passing out. I'm, like, falling asleep You're right fucking now. sloshed at this point, okay? Oh. You're gonna have disadvantage on anything oh, that requires accuracy. <laughs> For how long? <laughs> and, uh, what? But, but your constitution... Uh, anything constitution rolls will be increased by two. So let's just say you lose two... You know what? You lose two speed, you gain two strength right now. Okay? Because you're so sloshed. <laughs> you're very slow, but you gain two strength. Um, no, no, not like uh, speed like that. I meant like... Uh, no! I meant like dexterity. You're a dexterity. You lose two dexterity, you gain two strength. <laughs> so... You're sitting there, you're surrounded by a bunch of other patrons, they, they're people just hanging off of you, you guys are, you, you're having like five conversations with like ten people all at once, and they're all just talking about random shit, <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? Just, yeah. like, like, there's this one uh, elder. he's just like, so like, I told her, fuck you, I'm getting out of here, and I left her, because who needs her, right? Right. Who needs right. her anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Does Aretel see anything at this point? Uh, well, you see that in the corner, <coughs> him having yeah. a random conversation, and then you see what what's Cedric doing. What did you said? Uh, you have to say it. I don't remember exactly what you said. Basically, um, off to the side, I guess. There's a like a little makeshift throne. <laughs> made it made of broken. You you've made a throne for yourself made of like broken chairs and tables and yeah. stuff. And there, there's pieces of uh, iron gut or whatever the like his armor yeah. in the throne. <laughs> Is his head on a pike? <laughs> no, I'll I'll have uh, the dagger I put through his skull. Yeah. Like mounted up with his head upside down on the the wall or something. Yeah, and you're sitting on this throne, and there's all these uh, half naked women are all just like rubbing you and stuff, and you're just holding coin and you're drinking, you're sipping a drink, and somebody's feeding you grapes. And you see Barcho there who's bleeding out of his stomach is holding like a large feather and waving it on you like <laughs> Okay, Aerosol's gonna be like, fuck it! Fuck it! And it gets very loud, this voice just booms and everybody just looks. He's gonna use Aerotel's gonna use levitate yep. on 
We'll go with Balron first, because that would be the first thing he sees. He'll levitate Balron up and just, like, pull him towards Aerotol. And as, as, as Balron levitates, this guy who's talking to him is just like, like, who cares? I fucked your sister. What the fuck does, like, they're all the same family, and while you're levitating, he doesn't seem to care. He's just still continuing conversation as you're being pulled away. Uh, and Balron's, like, looks around, he's like, the fuck is my broom? I'm not on it. <laughs> Oh, shit. You levitate towards Aerotol's Aerotol. gonna drop Balron, like, just flat on his ass right next to him. Uh, no! And then he's gonna do the same for the small man on the throne. And you start floating, and then uh, the girls... Hey, like, hey! And all the girls just scream, ah! And they all run away, and Bartrode, who's moving the feather, he actually goes completely pale and passes out on the ground, and blood's just flowing <laughs> from his stomach, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Okay, he's gonna drop Cedric, uh, roughly where uh, Belrun is as well. What are, you, what are you saying when you get pulled up? Guys, guys, we need to go. There is something else going on. Can't have none of the shit going on right now. Am I still floating? No, I. I small man. I don't know if you want to come with us. I, you're friends with Belrun. I just brought you over here just to bring you over here. Belrun looks absolutely demolished right now. So I might need your help. Please. That's kind of my fault. I gave him free drinks all night. <laughs> Yo, you can't do that to Borum! This guy knows how to treat me. This guy right here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sober, though. I only had five. <laughs> I kind of wish I was here first. All right, we just, there's a carriage outside, we need to go. But, but, what about the blondie in, up, in, upstairs at the smaller rack? She'll be but, all right for now. But, 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 she's upstairs. All right, there's more beer in the carriage. Ooh. Bellerin <laughs> gets up and just he marches gets up, outside. He gets up, goes to the carriage, opens it up, and there is Amon. Hey, right. oh. Hey. Turns around the arrow. Fuck you! There's no beer. <laughs> there is inside. Just go look. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, you guys are outside. I'm confused. You guys are outside now. Well, no. He he would probably turn around. Okay, I'm guessing you you guys are following him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Valron looks into the, looks at Mon there and goes, "Hey, how are those titties? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get something? No. Oh. I got something, but not that." So no titties. Yeah. Did you get the other thing? What other thing? You know, well, I mean, I'm He's not sure about your anatomy and all that, but you know. Uh, He's talking about the ding-dang-doodle. That. <laughs> I do have one. Did, did you get some? No. Oh. Well, that's still disappointing. What's the point of going to the titty bar you don't get shit? Okay. Now where's my beer? Aerotol's gonna after after this kind of happens. Aerotol's gonna quickly fill them in on uh, what's happening. I would like to point out there is no alcohol in there. Yes, no. I'm well aware. So, yes. I want to lock the door. <laughs> yeah. So you're filling them in. Yep. Cedric, you're inside the carriage now too. And uh, the driver says, uh, "Where to now?" Uh. Yeah, no. Well, uh, wasn't he going to? 
Cassius, and we were going to... Although, the four of you are going to go, I'm going by myself, thanks. <laughs> no, you went with the platoon or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. People. <laughs> okay. So, you yeah? <laughs> yes, you're going to... You're going to, you're you're going to Vanna, Vanna, Vanna Tulips. Vanna Tulips, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're headed off to Vanna Tulips to, to hopefully prevent something. You would know Silver Dragon Cult thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dragon Cult beer. Oh, wait. One, two, three, and four. We're missing someone. He's going to get your beer. <laughs> Good old pal. Yeah, we gotta, go, we gotta go now. Okay, driver, okay driver. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Where driver am I going? takes off. Yep. <laughs> Make haste. You guys are in the carriage as you're taking off. So, uh, we're gonna flash um, over. What? Yeah. Uh, so he would have explained like the, the with the deputies and all that shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're de- and I, he's I a would, deputy now. Yeah, and I would hand you guys the things that we got that says we're deputies or whatever. Oh, except nice. I would hold Bell runs in front of his face and be like, "This is yours, but not right now." <laughs> now Cedric, who is one of who is Cedric, will immediately put it on and just kind of like puff out his chest, like to show off to, like his badge. Yeah, and he, shows... he like he make him uh, feel important, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Baron's gonna look at Cedric. How come he gets his? Cedric, what? would you like to put Baron's badge on him? I guess I could do that. Yeah, here you go. Aratol will hand Cedric Baron's badge and oh, roll. <laughs> God damn it! He's, say he puts he's really in. short. No, he's really tall. Roll. I know. Six. <laughs> And uh, I was gonna, if it was a one, you were gonna get a fucking nipple piercing, but that's but he okay. can't roll a one anyway. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, no, he can if he does it the second time. He has to roll two ones, but okay. So you successfully put the badge on. So you Yay. put the badge on. Bellin. You guys take off to Ivana Tulip's place. Phileas, what did you do after Eritol had left? Uh, the Captain Maycool was outside, and outside the front door of the current house that you guys are in. There is now Captain Maquil and four other guards. Okay, do they have a carriage there or no? They have a carriage. Okay, yeah. so we hop in the carriage and... Okay, she says, are you ready, Phileas? Yes. Okay, let us go. And then on your way, she explains about Lord uh, Cassius Romaine. He's only been in the city for a few years now. He's one of the n- newest lords here. But uh, he has m- grown in the ranks quite quickly. He's the eyes of the Lord Wallace, as people call him, because... He's the one who has been whispering in his ear. He tells him uh, who, who he's speaking to and gives him information. I, he's never done anything wrong. I don't know why these people want him dead. This is rather strange. And uh, you guys arrive, and you go up the streets. Uh, the homes are rather large. Like, you you as a druid, you'd be like, why do people need to live in these huge homes? It makes no sense. It's crazy. All this room for, like, two people. And uh, the houses get bigger and bigger as you go. Suddenly you're at these huge manors, and uh, you see a ginormous house there, and it's very spooky. Uh, There seems to be only one light on inside, a candlelight, and there's a large metal gate before you can enter into the complex that is the house. And the carriage stops right there. Is there, like, a button to call into the house or something on this gate? There are no electronics, so no. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Is there anybody out there to open Just the like gate? there are no hotel guards? keys. There's no guards or anything? Uh, there's, uh, you, you, you go up and Captain Maycool would actually mention that. She'd be like, 
he should have two guards stationed outside. This is strange. And you all sort of get out of the carriage, and she's like, you seem experienced. You you have the three guards and myself. Or sorry, the, it was a four guards or three so four, You said four guards. Okay, four guards and myself. What would you have us do? Would you like some of us to stay here, go in, such, go in first? Up to you. I feel we should all stick together. Sounds like a plan. And you guys walk up towards the gate, and you notice the gate is a little bit open. And sort of like... Because the wind is blowing, there's a creaking of the gate. It's a it's a very still night, and you feel like you would should be able to hear something inside if there were commotion, but you just hear sort of like silence right now. It's a very eerie silence. What are these guards, like what do they have for weapons and stuff? They are each holding a spear. They look exactly like this. Okay. <clears throat> so I tell them to watch all their flanks mm-hmm. while we walk. Okay, so two guards are looking behind, and two guards are looking ahead. Captain Maykul and you are also looking ahead. And Captain Maykul takes out her sword, and she has her shield. And she's just sort of walking up. The other ones are all holding spears. And what do you do? Do you proceed through the gate? We proceed slowly through the gate. As you walk through the gate, you would notice there are two bodies down on the ground. Captain Maykul immediately... Hold! And then she runs up to the bodies. These are the... Two guards who were stationed to look after Lord Cassius. Okay. It's very dark. It's very dark right now. You guys are outside. You're just sort of in a, a grassy area, a large, elaborate garden, more than what anybody would need. This guy obviously has a lot of wealth. Um, I'll inspect the bodies. Okay. Investigate the bodies. 14. Okay, with 14, uh, you notice that uh, their heads are nearly completely off of their bodies. There's a large gash, right? Are you looking? Right here across their throats. And their skin is completely gray with black lines all around it, as if the life has been sucked out of their bodies. Both guards. And their armor, it's like some sort of beast has ripped through their throats, and their armor, it just ripped right through their armor, too. Okay. And there's now, blood I, all over. Would I would I recognize any smell from bear form or anything? Like, like would it be the same scent from the other you place? You do not have any scent there, no, at all. Okay. You should send a guard to. That's us. um. That's what I was actually gonna do. I was then I was gonna say that you should send. Uh, I was gonna tell one of the guards to go to. Vanna Tulips around the corner or something. To to go to Vanna Tulips place. She's not around the corner. She's two blocks over. He's like, and and you uh, in the carriage. Go to Tavernatura place. Find my companions. Inform them that 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 whoever it is is here or has been here and could to send ba- backup or some backup and Aerotol to decide. Captain Michael uh, turns to the guard and says, "Listen to the deputy. You do what he says." And uh, the guards. All, all three of those guards, Captain Maquil is holding her resolve, but all three of them are frightened now. They're all very scared. They've never seen something so bestial do whatever has been done to these people. And they're just, they're, they're quite frightened. I will send the one that looks that Less. looks the least flat frightened. So okay, good idea. It, so he can keep it more together when he Oh, he has it. no issue leaving. He's like, yes, yes, Captain. You need to explain to them everything that I just told you about this bestial thing and yes. all that stuff. I will tell them. 
I will tell I will tell your companions, and he leaves. So now you have two guards and Captain Maple. Three, so I have four, didn't you? So Sorry, you have three, guards three guards two. and Captain Maple with okay. you now, okay? You're now a uh, little ways. There's a large uh, stone stairway that goes up to a very, very large door that goes inside. I can see because I've got dark vision, so I can see. They can't really see much, but they're not elves or anything, are they? They're humans? Uh, who? The guards and stuff? They're all guard. They're all elven. Everybody's Okay, elven. so we can all see. It's an elven dark town. Vision. Um, you can all see, yeah, but it's it's like really dark. You you would look up to the stone steps. So what are you doing? We're gonna slowly walk up the stone steps. Are you hear a loud scream of a woman from inside? <coughs> okay. Do so a woman scream up? at it in. We will then um, go in. Uh, and you burst through the door and you see there's many many rooms in this manor it's two stories high you walk into the main hallway entranceway into the building and you would see coming from down the stairs because as, as you walk in then there's a stairway in front of you like this and then there's two corridors that go to each side uh, that lead to other rooms and stuff but from the stairway ahead of you you'd see a woman running down the stairs and she's screaming and there's a large window behind her. You'd see as she's screaming, uh, there's now rain has started to fall down. It's starting to rain now. It's got it's starting to get cloudy and rainy. She starts running downstairs. She's screaming and she's and she's nearly completely naked. And she's just holding a, a small blanket over her. And she's running towards Let's you. Stop her. Say what's going on. She's like, ah, she's she's frightened. She's 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 like ah, ah, help help help. We can't help you unless you tell Ca- us what's Captain, going on. Captain Mickles, uh grabs her too, and she's like. What's what's wrong? She's, upstairs, upstairs! It's a beast! There's a beast! It's a monster! Sorry, send <laughs> one guard out with her. No, I tell her to run out. So I go. Okay. You want her to just run out? And she, Captain Michael's like, I I can't leave her. I'll I'll take her outside. No, we might need you. You seem to keep it together. Let's keep one of the guards with her. And then there's a uh, flash of lightning <laughs> outside, and then. You hear a, a man scream upstairs. Ah, ah. So we're keeping a, keeping a guard with her, and yeah. the rest of us are upstairs. Yeah, and you would notice this woman, too, has... Uh, She's the most frightened one with yeah. her. She has several bruises all over her body, this woman. Just want to point that out. So so who's, who's going to go with her? The most frightened guard will stay with her. Okay, the frightened guard says, I'll look after her, Captain. And then, keep her uh, safe. And deputy, uh, I'll look after her, Deputy. And then you say, keep her safe, and he's like, okay, and he's reconciling her and, and they sort of just step outside because she's like I can't be here I can't be here please and she goes outside she's making no sense she's talking about like some sort of monster so she's outside now what do you do I mean, we're upstairs and you walk towards the the stairway and you're walking up it's very dark there's no there's no uh, candles at all are, are you walking you just abruptly walking upstairs well, we heard the scream so yeah we're gonna go upstairs and so you're just running up the stairs Yes. Or are we going to take your time? No? Okay. okay, well, we hear the scream. We want to go up there and... Yeah, of course. Uh, you, you run up the stairs at first, and Captain Maycool, she, she's running up behind you. And the other guard is... Two guards. The other two guards. Do you want to leave one downstairs? or? The one upstairs? is already downstairs with the girl. So we have, we have two guards with me. And one yeah, I know, I know. Okay. But they stepped outside, so the other two guards are in tow as well. You would uh, walk up to the top of the stairs, and you'd see there's a hallway with more rooms... And, and you sort of hear people talking in one of the rooms. Somebody's talking. Do we only hear people talking? Or you just it? hear talking, yeah. And you sort of hear there's a struggle. So then we're going to go to that, we're going to go to that room. 
Okay, and as, as you're approaching the room, you would hear, um... Ah, ah, no, don't do it! Please, please! And then you would hear another voice, but this is like a very somber, straight voice. It just says, What did you tell him? What did you say? Why? As you barge into the room, you would see uh, ahead of you, there. this is a bedroom. There's a large, regal bed in the center, uh, but there's also tons of, like, whips and chains and and uh and uh there's blood on the bed as if somebody's been beaten there and stuff like some sort of like sex shit that's like really bad bdsm and you see there is a man being held up against the wall by a very very tall uh maybe like seven foot tall elven man who's got slicked back white hair and, and you're only seeing him through flashes of the lightning outside. He's got almost like a trench coat, and it's crimson, it's red. And he's got leathery fitted boots, and he's holding this man up against the wall, and he's got um, his, his claws into the man's throat. Claws on his right hand, which is holding the man up against the wall, are like, they're like glowing blue. And then you see his hand on the left side seems his fingers seem to have been elongated and his his claws coming out as nails and they're also glowing blue he seems to be questioning this man and you guys barge in and he doesn't seem to pay you any mind so then i you want to listen no? okay fine okay. no go ahead no what do you do you say fine i'll, I'll... We barge in, do they still and, talking? Yeah, yeah. The man who is up against the wall, you would recognize as Cassius Romain. He's completely naked as he's being held up. And then Cassius sort of looks over here and says, Help! Help me! Help me! You are nothing more than a depraved liar. And you will know soon enough what true pain is. I'll shoot him with a fire blast. With fire, uh, I'll produce fame. I'll shoot him with a fireball. Okay, roll. I don't have to roll for that. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yes, it is. If you hit me. Yes, I know. If <laughs> you hit me. Oh, you hit me. Okay, just keep using Produce Flame until I'm dead then. D&D's broken. What? I probably would have said to uh, keep him talking until we got there. Uh, he decided to, to use Produce Flame. Well, I thought he was going to go after him, so I'm like, psh. Mm-hmm. Depends right. what produce flame is. I don't under. know what it is. It's under his intelligence. Then it's under. Um, in, no. In. Actually, what's your spell casting? <laughs> Use produce flame on the light that's beside me, that entered beside me. No, you, you you said use produce flame on him. That's what you're doing. Too late, David. Your instincts. That's what your uh, character. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay, that's a hit. Yep. <laughs> Just me, myself, and I. David's trying to kill a guy. He's gonna have a hell of a night. Seven, so twenty. Twenty damage total. Okay. Uh, you shoot off the produced flame. It seems to engulf this uh, man's cloak. He still doesn't move. He's like stone cold, not moving. Oh, uh, shoot! I say, let him go. The man is then going to. Uh, Hmm. Let's choose what I want to use. What shall I kill him with? You, you say, let him go, and then you shoot off the fireball. And uh, he's... You've, you've screwed everything up. I don't know what to say. So then he's... <laughs> in his in his anger... Not even anger. He doesn't seem angry. He then turns around, and you see his face. And you see he actually... Although he's very large and stuff, he's actually... He looks very young. He seems to be... Uh, 
like he, he doesn't seem like he has very young features so but he's very large um, and, he, and he looks at you because now you can see it's illuminated the fire is burning his cloak behind him he just sort of uh, God I'm gonna have to do it I have no other choice you're forcing me to kill him so then he slashes uh, Cassius Rodane's throat how am I you, forcing you to kill him you fucking attacked him you didn't negotiate. I can't. I can't not. He would I kill. I thought him. he was gonna go kill him automatically. I'm sorry. He, he. So he. You know what? I guess it's really tough. I was because say, you said he was like. You're acting like he's cool. Yeah, you're like this. Yeah, he's going like this. It looked like he was about to attack. That's why I attacked so he wouldn't he attack. Was, he was questioning him. He was talking to him. Yeah, but the way you were like, he's he's going like this well, is. All right, fine. I'll change it. So, he's so that's why him. I said. That's why I attacked. Now, David, it, you won. Stop. So <laughs> he's holding his throat and then. Uh, he just sort of turns and you see his face and you see his features and you'd notice most though his eyes are blue his pupils are very large and but his entire eyes are very blue and they're glowing and he just sort of looks at you and you see two razor teeth coming out from the top of his mouth I would and he says this does not concern you what, what question for you would i recognize his eyes or anything from my dream like, like, because cause I don't remember. I don't, Nothing of this. I don't, I don't not, not him specifically, but I wasn't sure if any, if I saw any of the other ones like that. No, this does not seem like anything to do with the dragon cult at all. Not at all. So, you okay. know, he looks, he says, this does not concern you. How does it not concern me? I am not here for idle conversation. What are you here for? Him. And by this time, the fire is engulfing his back, and you just see him turn and he slams Cassius Rodane down onto the floorboards and Cassius Rodane he must just be crushed all of his bones are just like you hear snapping he's like ah! as he's slammed onto the ground and then as he's doing that he sort of waves himself like this and then his cloak the fire goes out and then uh, with one claw he darts at you with like inhuman speed so quickly and he's going to uh, use a unarmed strike at you. He's going to slash at you. 21 to AC. Yes. Uh, you take 7 piercing damage and 10 necrotic damage. Oh. And if necrotic damage brings your hit point maximum to 0, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And he slashes you, when he slashed you, he slashed you with his left hand uh, that had the long claws. And then you see his right hand just transform and become long, blue glowing claws as well. And he goes, <sighs> and he slashes at you once, and then he's going to slash at you again with another unarmed strike. That is uh, 27 to AC. Mm-hmm. You take another 17 damage, 10 necrotic. I guess this is combat. We have to roll for initiative. Actually, he slashed at you. You're just you're, He's cut you deep, and you're just bleeding profusely. And then, uh, actually, how much health did I take off? Well, uh, I'm down to 41. Jesus. Okay, so you're you're done. You're pretty hurt. Do you wanna? So you shouldn't have interfered. That's what you get for shooting fire at him. Right? There's no reason to kill him. The only reason why I shot my fireball is because I thought you were about to attack. Then uh, Captain Makewell's gonna try to strike at him. No, don't. Too late. She already did. She hits him with a 19. I'm gonna say he takes like seven damage. Actually, no, it would be half that. She she tries to strike him with uh, her sword. He sort of uh, it cuts into his hand, and he grabs her sword, and you just see him crush it, and you hear this ring uh, go out throughout the the area, and then you see in his hand as he crushes this elven steel sword, and it shatters before your eyes, and 
Maquil's eyes go wide, and in an instant, with again this inhuman speed, this vampire just drives his right hand directly through Captain Maquil, impaling her and cutting through her, her armor and her flesh with these long, glowing blue claws. And then he lifts up his arm, and it's as if there's no strain on him whatsoever. He's so strong, and then he just tosses her behind him. And you just hear her go crashing against the wall, falling to the floor, and she's just completely unconscious on the ground. And just there's just blood everywhere, and you would you'd think, oh my goodness, there must be a huge hole in her chest. So then his cold gaze turns towards you, Phileas. I don't want you to attack. She was supposed to wait for my order. <laughs> She's the captain. You're a deputy. I know. <laughs> it's your attack. Natural reaction is someone to try to defend you as you're bleeding, gurgling blood. Stella, you're a thought. And then he just says again, you shouldn't have interfered. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> I already told you. I am here for him. I do not need to explain myself. You won't you. get him. You're gonna die if you keep going on like this. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. We'll see about that. He stares at you in his eyes, and his eyes are just these cold blue, and he has no expression on his face. And blood has splattered completely all up his arm and all over his clothes and his, his charred cloak behind. Uh, and then he just seems to lunge at you. And then when he does, he just disperses into a mist. And this is a foggy mist with this red energy inside. And it's very reminiscent of the story that Lord Wallace had told you in his tale. And this mist seems to spin around for a moment and then completely fly into your body. But then you feel nothing as it then reanimates behind you. And you feel the cold stone presence of the vampire's back against your back. And these two elven guards behind you, who look just completely frightened, they they have their spears drawn and they just let out a bone-curdling roar as they want to avenge their captain's apparent death and they, they stab towards the vampire. And the vampire... Uh, is stabbed directly in its stomach with one spear and it just coldly looks down at this elf who's holding the spear and the elf is just trying to push and push and push the spear further into him but can't and is shaking as he looks up at the vampire and with one swoop just severs this elf's throat from his head there's blood just spewing everywhere. <laughs> How are you not shitting bricks? Your turn. What would you like to you do? You are by yourself with a fuck this. These guards are weak. They're they're weak. They're I turn into town guards only have like jump out the health. window. I know no. I hit and he has multi attack. So what do you do? What's your action? <laughs> is there is there any windows around? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or dive window? Yeah. Cassius Romain is down there going, ah, 
uh, help me. And then you see over over in the corner, she's just bleeding. She's she's looking down at her stomach, which there's a large hole she's there fun. now. She's I can't heal her, can I? You can try. It's up there's to you. Big holders, but dead. he just went through you. He's now behind you. Back to you. You have that's that's your chance. It's to back run. to you. Just get the fuck out. It's, it's your back chance to me. Um. <laughs> now let's just see what he does. What are we going to do, David? If, if he dies, he dies. You do what you do. Okay. Well then, I'm going to. Not because he, he's he, she's more, more damaged than he is. So uh, I'm just going to point this out. If you take two more attacks, your character's dead. Oh. No, that, we're sort of just doing a, a yeah. quick thing, but like, if you want to try to do something to escape, you can. This thing is, it's. But I want to save lives. Oh, can roll initiative God. if you you're want gonna, to. You're, you're gonna well, die. You already took away two this, lives. This, okay, this, okay. Do, do you not take the hint? Is, He's giving you a chance to run away. I don't want to get. I don't want either of them to die. So I'm gonna try to save them both. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's what his okay, character hey, does. Hey, Let's see. That's all right. So, what would you like to do? Don't forget, you were bleeding profusely of these two large clawed gouges in your in your front side and you're bleeding profusely. Mayquil is on the floor ahead of you, down on the ground. Lord Cassius is on the ground. He's just sort of shaking. His body looks completely broken and he's sort of reaching up to you. Help! 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 Help me! You fool! Well, I will go over to Mayquil because she looks like she's in more dire need yeah, so you slowly push yourself forward as you're uh, holding your gut and, you're move, and you move towards Mayquil and you're standing over her uh, just by inspecting her quickly. Um, you don't really see that she's breathing whatsoever. She's just coldly there. And from behind you, while you're walking up to her too, you hear the struggle going on. And you heard one guard try to stab the vampire, and then you heard just a gargling scream, and then you just hear a flow of blood. And now you're hearing clashing of another spear and the vampire's claws. And you know it won't be long till he turns around, so... Okay, right. like I'm at Mayquil now? You are now standing over her, yes. Okay, so I, see, like, so I see her, like, what do I see on her body? Like, I see the hole and stuff? There's a gaping hole there that's just bleeding profusely. So I'd like to try and use Spare the Dying on her. Okay. It's so I just go up and touch her. Okay. Yeah. Do you roll for that? No, it doesn't say I roll for it. So you touch uh, Mayquil. That's a necromancy spell, right? So it's my one of my cleric spells that I got when I um, when I used my trait. I got a trait. Yeah. And so you release a little bit of magic upon her. This isn't green magic. This magic seems to be a little bit darker. Do you see this? dark magic come out of your hand and then it flows over uh, Makewell who then uh, begins to breathe <clears throat> but she still hasn't opened up her eyes because I'm pretty sure that all that does is stabilize her right so then she doesn't die and doesn't have to do death saving throws but she's stuck at zero hit points so she's she's down like there's no she, she, and her wound is still bleeding but you see there's some sort of uh, magic just circling around her wound that seems to be uh, cauterizing it just a little bit just to keep her alive. Can um, I, uh, and by this time, once you've used that move, was there something else you wanted to do? I was going to ask if I can use a little healing. No, no, no. By this time, after you've done that, the 
screams from behind suddenly have ceased. And you sort of turn around and look up, and you would see that the vampire is now standing over you. And his arms are to his side, his claws are out, and he's just looking down at you coldly with a stone face. This is not the way it needed to be. He says to you. Why are you killing everyone around here? My reasons are my own, and I do not need to explain myself to you, Druid. Why are you working with the Silver-Eyed Cult? You see, uh, one of his eyebrows sort of perks up as he's looking down at you, and you see his his mouth now in the flashes of light that you see from the flickering candles. You see that there's just blood and gorge all over his mouth, and his two teeth are are, are coming out of the top of his uh, lips. And you just see him sort of lick the blood off of his lips and around his teeth as he looks down at you and raises an eyebrow. You know very little. I am not with this silver eye cult. I thought about ending you and ending your life like I did these ones, but I can already smell the stench of death upon you. You have already been marked. By this time, I'm going to say you've been bleeding and stuff. You would fall back onto the floor. You're very weak, and you're still bleeding profusely. His attack has this uh, bleeding effect upon you, and uh, your blood is coming out quicker than it should, as if something in his claws was making your wound worse than it was, and you feel very pale and sick, and you crumble to the ground beside uh, a, a, a bleeding, nearly dead Captain Makewell. And by this time, as you fall too, you would see uh, the, the bodies of those two guards behind you. And, and the one, the one his throat has been completely ripped off, but the other one has just been completely torn apart. As you then fall to the ground, the uh, vampire's claws then retract into, into his hand. And he looks down at you and he says, I will let you live so that you can tell the others. You can warn them. Anyone else who gets in my way will suffer this same fate. And this large vampire just then turns around and just slowly starts walking towards Lord Cassius, who's on the ground all mangled, and he looks up with complete fear in his eyes. He's like, no! No! Get away from me! And he's poorly attempting to try to move away, but he can't. He's in so much pain, and the vampire just walks up and then looks down upon him. Pure weakness and everything, I guess. I'll be like, don't, don't do this. His name is on a list from the Silver Eye Cult. If you're not with them, I need to know why. Cassius sort of looks over at you, Phileas, as you said that and his expression is a little bit surprised that you knew that and uh he 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 looks up and he's like is this is this what it's about i'll 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 tell you i'll tell you everything as he is looking up at this vampire who's just covered in the blood of these dead guards and is just peering down at him with this cold stare and as Lord Cassius continues to speak, Please! I, I have money! I can give you money! I'll give you anything! But without hesitation, his 
claws grow back in his right hand, and with inhuman speed, he crushes his arm down into the chest of Lord Cassius, who lets out this and starts coughing up blood. Your actions in life led you to your death. Your soul will not go to the elven gods. It now belongs to the Vistus in the plains of hell. And I will soak in your life. And you'd see the vampire's mouth just elongate, almost like a snake in this weird bestial way. And you just see large razor teeth all over in different directions and the bottom seems to split into two parts and just his entire bottom of his mouth just becomes this gaping maw of of teeth and monstrous intent as he then lurches over lord cassius and the blood and life of lord cassius just seems to stream directly upwards into the vampire's mouth and lord cassius is just screaming until you just hear this hollowed out scream of pain and his, his body just seems to shrink. His skin turns completely grayish white and seems to fall off. And his entire life is completely sucked out of his body by this vampire. And it, at the end of it, the vampire is still lurching over him with just drops of blood dripping down onto the ground. Do you want to do anything? Not anymore. Unless I kill him. When he's completed this, he then stands up. If you survive, you should go into his basement. What is it I will find? The answers you seek. And uh, he then transforms back into that misty form you see. And as he sways and moves around the room, you just hear this like, as he then smashes out the window and disappears into the night and Phileas you're left there bleeding with your head back against the wall in the corner down on the ground beside Maquil and just carnage all around you and we're going to pull away from that and we all arrive at Vanna Tulip's place and it's very similar to the last location where Aerotol and Phileas went it's a smaller home you all get out of the carriage. You guys have arrived at Vanna Tulip's place, and then uh, as you do, you would you would uh, see that the door has been broken into, just like in the last place. You all get out of the carriage, and as you're about to approach it, a guard runs up to you. Deputy! Deputy! Yes? This, I was sent by Deputy Phileas. We're two blocks over at Cassius Romaine's place. They, they're having some trouble there. We found two dead bodies. Their throats. It's the vampire. Did he say anything else? I only know what I saw. Okay. It um, must be. Their heads were severed. I told I told the guy to tell you guys. Oh, he said that he needs you there immediately. I said send send send, send, send someone to help. Said to send. Well, send I mean, help. He, he's he's frightened. Yes, he might have forgotten some he's things. Said to send some. Yeah, it's, some help. it's okay. Yes, I, I, I get it. I'm so I understand. scared. Uh, uh, so we're still kind of like around the carriage, I guess. You guys can all give input here. Yeah. You're there. I don't know. I'm, and you see a broken I'm... in house. You see a house is broken into. Are you even paying attention to these people? Maybe you're just walking. He's in. 
I am apparently hammered, according yeah, you to you. You are, you are. So, you are. I'm distracted very easily by everything else around me. Okay. Right now? Yep. Cedric, I don't know you very well, but can you take Belrun and go? Me? Why me? Your friend Phileas has beer. That's right, he does. Where are we going? To, to Phileas. You send Belrun over? <laughs> Okay. With the vampire? <laughs> yes. So, wait. wait. You, you want me to go where the vampire is? Or do you want to stay here where the vampire could be as well? I don't know. But we know it's there. They, they got two, two, two headless people... How good are you at finding stuff? Pretty good. <laughs> like, detective clue stuff. Eh. What is that? Eh. Okay, you got two other people that you'd like to have any input. There is an open door in front of you that's been clearly broken in. I'm just saying, and you guys are doing nothing. You guys hear a scream from inside. I'm gonna go inside. At the crazy? place we're at? At that Vanna Tulip's place. That out. There's a scream now from inside. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Airtel, you, you, you should probably just run back yourself. These guys are hard, um, hard to deal with. He's the most intelligent so one. That's why this obviously is Cedric would have heard that. Investigation. Huh? Obviously oh, Cedric would have heard it, and then uh, I'd be like, "A damsel in distress!" <gasps> All over it. And then uh, I'll roll for stealth. Okay, go ahead. Perfect. One. Oh, <laughs> roll a one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sixteen. Okay, that's that's decent enough. Okay, you uh, you go in. Yeah. And then I'll proceed in, quickly but cautiously. Okay. <clears throat> and then you guys just see me like a damsel in distress, and then I disappear. <laughs> and uh, you, you're, the guy you were just speaking okay. to, Airtall, has disappeared. Yeah. Okay. At this point, well. Belrin's gonna go. He went in. Yes. Amon. In. I... Let's go! But I thought we were going to the other... We are! Let's go! I'll just subtly whisper like, Don't worry, I got your back! Does Amon say anything? Amon goes into the room and looks around. You guys uh, open up, the door creaks as you open, and you would see there's a struggle inside. There is a woman uh, inside, an elven woman, and she's being... Um, dragged across a table and all of her belongings are just falling onto the floor and she's just screaming as there's a struggle and standing above her seems to be a uh, darkly cloaked uh, figure with a silver dragon mask a female and she's dragging her across the table and then has, has a dagger in her hand she was about to stab her but then uh, Amon just barged in this person doesn't seem to have seen Cedric Amon? <laughs> What do you do? I love how things always work out for Cedric. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you doing? And, okay, if that's all you do, what, do you, what, what are Airtal and... Uh... We went into the carriage and we're now headed to them. Okay, so yeah, we're you didn't out explain of the you ignored. <laughs> You're not completely ignored, it's just the assassin doesn't want to say hi to you. Hi. She doesn't notice She doesn't notice me at all. No, no, she, she noticed you. She looked so at you and then you said hi. So then she's immediately going to toss a dagger at you. <laughs> This is just a surprise attack. Let's see. Uh, so how is it surprised if I'm You're going here. back to get David now? 
It's because uh, she has a, the assassinate ability. As long as you have not taken an action since she's seen you, she gets advantage on you. Two. But I'm, I'm smart. I'm stuck. 18, but the attack is plus... He's got glowy red eyes. Seven, so it's 25 to AC. Come on. I thought this has to be if the creature has not seen the he can't, creature. You can't advantage him. Why not? You just, he has alert. You can't advantage us. Dur, dur, yeah, but during its first turn, the assassin has advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn. This isn't a surprise. Okay, if this that's, is an, no, an assassin ability. Yeah. It's the assassin ability. So what's, what is it? Uh, you, uh, it's 25 to AC. It's a hit. Okay. You take uh, 6 piercing damage, and you have to make a saving throw of 15 constitution, or take 24 poison damage. He's gonna be poisoned like I was! What was it? 15. Mm, I failed it. Okay, so you take now 24 poison damage. This dagger just pierces you uh, in the shoulder, and it just hurts. You feel the poison, and you just sort of fall back. Are we in combat <laughs> now? You can do a quick... A quick surprise if you want on her before we roll for initiative. Uh, I would do uh, most likely a sneak attack. <clears throat> okay. Okay. 19. Yeah. 14. Yeah. You just want to see if you get 20s mostly. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that hits. So you've hit her. This assassin did not see you coming. Out of curiosity, where is this fight taking place? <clears throat> In her manor. Like right at the foyer entrance. As area. soon as they walked in, it was like the last one. There's a fireplace far ahead, and this woman was being attacked right in Do the doorway. Do we hear anything from him getting destroyed by one dagger? You guys, as you're about to enter the carriage, you would see uh, Amon sort of fall back onto the steps, just in the doorway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're torn, aren't you? Send the guard back. <laughs> Keep running! The guard is just Go get Billions, we need help! He's so scared. He's like, oh, there's a vampire here too! I should have done way more damage on you, I just realized. Uh, okay, yeah, Wait. you know what? Aerotol's like, gonna, like, flip out for a second, like, fuck! Still gotta do my damage. Yeah, okay, let's just see the damage. 16. You're gonna buy a vampire. And my, Holy shit. Sure. I don't care. So what are I hit? 16. 16. Uh, 21. 21. Wow. Okay, so describe it. Uh, so she, I'm not, she's... I want to be clear before you say anything. I'm not trying to kill whoever it is. I'm I know. trying to disarm and. I know you didn't. You didn't kill yeah. her. Uh, you did no, a lot of not, damage to her. I'm not aiming to fucking like for her heart or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what do you do? She she was uh, about to kill this woman and then she just threw a dagger over at uh, Amon, and then. You, you were stealth, so did you come up behind her or something? Like, yeah, I, I kind of picture myself uh, like maybe throwing a dagger from behind her. Okay, yep. And your dagger pierces her back, and she, she actually lets out a, a noise. She's like, oh! And then uh, she's very surprised by this. Um, let's roll for initiative. Like nothing to Everybody who's involved, anyway. Well, you, you did you leave in the ca- carriage? No, yeah. You two didn't? Okay, Not roll yet. for initiative, too. Okay. So, starting with the assassin, she's going to turn around to you, and she's going to attack you twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is 19 AC. One second. I've never been attacked. (laughs) Just what's your AC? Uh, 17, but I have uncanny dodge. I don't remember what it does. Oh, it it, it decreases the attack by half. 
The attack damage. The attack oh, damage. So yeah, if it's physical? Yeah. Uh think it's any damage, but okay. could be. That's its first attack, second attack. That's in it's fifteen AC. That's a mess. Attacks you twice with daggers. Only one hits. Do a DC constitution saving throw of fifteen. Yeah, you use your reaction to not twenty. Okay. I'm gonna say you dodge the entire attack. Um, because you rolled such a good constitution save. Like, it, it, she hits you, but it's just, like, off. So she tries to stab you twice, and you dodge both of them. Okay? All right. uh, it's now your turn, Cedric. What do you do to her? We've got an assassin rogue show off! You guys are having this battle in front of the fireplace. This woman's down on the table, just, like, frightened, like, ha, 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 So, like, what kind of scenario is it? Like, me here, her in the middle kind of thing? Yeah. And then Cody over here? Yeah, Cody's. If if you Cody's by the door. Cody's, Cody's at the door, the like Al. Okay, those two are way Damn outside. It. The assassins here. Look. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the woman laying on the table. Assassins here. You're here. Here's the fireplace. You guys are just like ninjaing in front of the fireplace, <laughs> trying to stab at each other. What do you do? So since I'm like, how how close am I to them? What do you say? You're right in front of her. No, I like I threw a dagger. Yeah, and then she's tried to stab you, okay. so she's in front of you. You're within five feet. You're engaged already. He wanted to do some sneaky stuff. I know he did, but he can't. He's already done his sneaky stuff. No, I was just going to run and keep throwing daggers. Actually, no, I'll use my short sword. It's a uh, 12. That's a miss. She just just attacked once, that's it? We get, I get, we get two attacks, right? Uh, at this level, yeah. You you should have two you attacks. You should have multi-attacks. It should, it should say on your thing that you have multi-attack. Yeah, I just didn't remember. So yeah, uh, okay, I that's missed. a miss. So you miss with both of yours. So you two are just your your daggers are just sort of well, clashing it's... against each other. You're just dodging, jumping around, doing flips in the air and shit. So it's basically the emperor versus Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's an assassin versus yeah, rogue. Yeah. There's just and this woman is just there. Ah! Uh, some sparks are flying towards her. So moving the face on. In the background. <laughs> da 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 da. Uh, it's now Balrin's turn. What do you do? You're outside right now. It's all okay. theater of the mind, so spacing doesn't really matter because it's such an enclosed space anyway. I guess so. So. Think about what tools you have to your advantage or. How drunk he is. How drunk you but are. I don't You know. do have a clear sight from outside to this like, person, oh. but all you see is this dark silhouette of yeah, two. It is. You just have the damage. Mm-hmm. So all, all, all you see. Ahead of you is this dark silhouette of an assassin that looks just like the one that threw the dagger at you, and Cedric just hopping around. They're just fighting each other in front of the fireplace. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you look so fucking scared. Just... Why? What about so, Bara not knowing anything's wrong with Amon, because I'm assuming Amon's back. You just see Amon me. down on the ground, like, ow. Oh, he's already down things. again. Okay. Or is he leaning? Well, like, you know what? If he's not down on the ground, he's standing, so you don't have I'm, you don't have. So uh, I'm leaning against the yeah, wall. You don't have a clear sight. I yeah. had no idea that he was attacked. So yeah. realistically, but seeing that robed figure, I am going to first put Hunter's Mark on that guy. Her okay. thing. Yeah, assassin. you put Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Yeah. That's my bonus action. Yeah. And I'm gonna pull out an arrow and try to shoot it. Go ahead. On this. Well, disadvantage though. Yeah, but that's only 
I will only make it plus oh, three. No, he doesn't no. have disadvantage. I, I, I just had, I, yes, that's I true, changed that's true, that's true. his. Uh, Sorry, depending on how long that is. Until you're sober. <laughs> you're starting to get alcohol. Uh, you're, you're an alcoholic. So that's 25. Okay. So you 25 is a hit. How much damage do you get? Also, can't you attack twice? Why don't you do all the attacks now? So I'm going to roll my second attack as well. Mm-hmm. 8, 9, 10, 11. 14. Uh, 14 is a miss. Okay, well. Only one, you would have hit Cedric. Okay, so my first attack is. <laughs> Yeah, what's the damage? Terrible. Um, Don't forget mods. Eleven. Eleven damage? Okay. Yes. Um, Cedric, as you're battling her, uh, she's like, looks like she's about to come in for a quick strike to your neck, but then uh, she's so struck with an arrow in her arm. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah! And you're safe. She's looking really bloody now. Okay, so moving on is uh, Irritol, what do you... Seeing this all kind of unfold... Um, I like how everyone's just staring like, what is this guy going to do? <laughs> Don't you have moves to screw people over? Isn't that what you want? Yes. Uh, let me just double check. He didn't take damage. No. The girl being dragged on the ground didn't take damage, per se. Yeah, just she did. Kinda... She's damaged. Okay. And the other thing's damaged. All right. Um, Yaritol's gonna be like, I can't keep doing this. He's gonna cast Sleep in that area, inside the room there. It'll be 5d8 HP, starting with the lowest HP person falling asleep. I need to roll a d8 five times. Let me get five of them. Don't screw this up, you screwed it up one time. Make sure it's not Yeah, no, it's, I subtract the HP. Sorry, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't used sleep in a while. What, what is it that um, you need to do? 17. I need to just find HP, and then the person with the lowest HP within that range will fall asleep. If it's if their HP is above that HP, then they don't fall asleep. Okay, gotcha. Uh, 17, 24. 25. Okay. Yeah. So, so the person the... with the lowest HP within 25 will fall asleep. Okay, uh, so the woman falls asleep on the table. She falls asleep. She's no longer screaming and stuff. Okay. That's it? Yeah. That's the spell? Okay, so yeah. now while you're fighting as well, Cedric, this woman has now completely passed out on the table. Probably because she was so scared. <clears throat> she was so scared, right? She fainted, obviously. So, like, Is that the end of your turn? Did you want to move in? Uh. Did Belrin move in, by the way? Did he, like, move closer? No. Into, no? He stayed no. up? Okay. He just went... Uh, yeah. And he got lucky with one of the shots. Aritol, did you uh, run away? Did you run inside? Uh... It's not good with close quarters. That's the issue. No. He's going to move a little bit closer, stay out of the yeah. arrow's way, and kind of look at Amon and be like, you, you, you are right there. And speaking of Amon, it's now your turn. What do you reply to Aaron Seeing how I have a dagger in my chest, not so good. I feel of it I'm poisoned. Well, that sucks. What do you do? Uh, I guess, first of all, remove the dagger from my body. Okay, you remove the dagger. Uh, well, the uh, assassin's asleep, right? No. No, she's not? The woman fell asleep. Oh, the woman fell asleep. Yeah, the... the Vanna. Vanna Tulip, you would assume. <laughs> um, you laugh at that. Because <laughs> I, I think of Vanna White, and yeah. I think of a tulip, so... <laughs> Lady Tulip. Are you right behind her? They're, in, they're engaged. They're I know, but, like... Where I'm, where I'm, 
They're about 20 feet ahead of you. I know, but what I'm looking at this as is he, like, literally right behind her? It's more like assassin him. Side by side. Oh, okay. That like, what you having a see. DBZ fight. Yeah, <laughs> having this epic... She's got an arrow in her body. She's got an arrow, she's like, fuck. Look at the she's second one. ready to fucking bounce in a second. Oh, fuck that bitch. She comes near me. <laughs> Do my best. Do your best. <laughs> Do your best. Cody, what are you going to do? I'm going to use Aldrich Blast on her. Oh, what a new. Go ahead. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so... Is it just attack rolls, or is it is it the actual initial, or the damage rolls? You have to do the attack roll. I'm poisoned. Is it attack oh, uh, or damage? It's uh, a poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay, so... The damage, I don't want to damage, just the attack. Yeah. That's a three... The three. <laughs> That's four, does not hit. Does not hit. Okay, well I have two blasts, so I'll do it again. Five. Yeah. So that one fails too. Thirteen fails too. Yeah. Okay, you roll well, a fourteen. It failed. It's fifteen. I'll reveal it. It's fifteen. So uh, your two eldritch blasts go. This assassin still dodging all these attacks, more attacks in front of Cedric there, who's trying to I seriously to get imagine, like, this, like, rogue assassin. Like, yeah. Just, like, trying they're to hit each other, around hopping around, building. flipping, while they're just, like, fireballs and arrows. Because you guys didn't have them. this guy last time when you encountered him. Just, like, little her. sprinkle, like, blue magic, trying to make <laughs> one person falls asleep, but nothing happens. They're still, like, dup, 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 dup. Hey, you're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. She's going to... We are the worst type of heroes. <laughs> She is going to uh, disengage. When she disengages, she can't attack, can she? No. She's going to do anything. She's going to disengage, use her action to completely disengage from uh, Cedric, and then she's going to uh, start climbing up the walls to escape through a window in the roof. Okay? So she's just near the window. That's the end of her turn. So it's now Cedric's turn. She's bloody. She's very bloody at this point. You guys have taken over, over half her health. Can I do a check? Like an acrobatics check? I guess she's got to do an acrobatics check. No, I'll just let her do it. But why? Why? You want to do a check? (laughs) Did you see Cody's face just now? He's like, what? We have to check. You could just climb up there. You're you're a rogue. I don't want to just climb up there. (laughs) What do you want to do? I want to try to uh, climb up and like jump and, like, kick her in the back of the head. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. Backflip. I'm totally forward being creative. Just Let's to, do this. to take her out, like, I'm... Do you, you want to try to hit her with enough force to knock her out? Yeah. Got it, to go. Not knock her down, at least. Let's see, go. Uh, 18. Yep, okay. You, uh, successfully are able to try, but I guess see some sort of damage roll or something to... What would I roll for that? Like, well, not just you're taking it in strength, wouldn't it? Okay, competing roll. We'll do a competing roll, okay? Dexterity this is how it's going to work. You're climbing up behind her. You you use acrobatics, very high acrobatics. You're able to maneuver up. You two are sort of side by side as she's running up to the window. She's climbing up a bookcase. You're hopping around onto different bookcases, jumping up to her. And uh, now she's right near the window. You're going to try to grab her to make her fall, right? Try to push her so that she doesn't actually get through the window that she falls and then she'll fall from the the top uh we'll do competing checks dexterity checks no okay? mice just straight roll 
Nope, mods, dexterity mod. Okay, so I get a plus three. I get a plus five. Are you ready? No, how high are they? Plus eight. Plus eight. Mine 18. is... <laughs> okay, mine is a 12, and yours is... 19. <laughs> and you just get her. Explain to me how you not, you you stop her from escaping through the window. Okay, she's so just, like, about to hit the window. She's, like, not paying attention to you. So whereabouts in the room is the ladder? There's a, If you imagine there's a fireplace here. Uh, you two were fighting here. She disengaged from you, hopped up, climbed up some bookcases and stuff, and then she's climbing up on the roof onto some chandeliers, some hanging fixtures... And then she's onto a wooden plank, and she's about to hop through the window. You then went the other way. We're hopping around all the different bookcases, maybe onto a ladder. You flew over like Belle ah, across, the, across the bookcase, and then you jumped onto a plank, and she's about to go through the window, and you stop her. What do you do? I will just uh, like run full force and just fucking headbutt her right in the head. Just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. boom! <laughs> torpedo her right in the yeah. face. And you hit her right in the face, and her dragon mask uh, dents in and cracks. She's like, oh, oh, and then she goes, oh, and she falls. She's trying to do something to try to stop herself from falling, but she can't. And she falls and falls crashing onto a uh, table on the ground, and she's down. Is it more than 10 feet? Huh? Is it more than 10 feet? Yep, like 30 feet, probably. No. I'm going to say she's down unconscious. She, she's fallen unconscious because you hit her in the head. She's like, oh, and then she friggin' fell that height. Now she's down, crashed onto a table on, on the ground. And that's the end of... Unless you had somebody... Actually, that's the end of your turn, right? So, I mean, she's there's no longer combat. She's down, but uh, the next person who would go is Belrin. <laughs> you, you saw this from afar. Do you want to do something? You're drunk. <laughs> oh, bird. No, uh... You, you come in... Everybody comes inside. Okay, yeah. From outside. Yeah. You all enter the room. You all see the assassin down the ground. She's like... Uh, uh, she's still sort of moving, like... And you see Belrin. This looks exactly like the one who threw the dagger into your heart. Yeah, I know. Just, I, I'm... What would his instinct be, the character? Come on. I'd want to kill her. Okay, then do it. <laughs> Aerotel's going to speak up. Aerotel's going to be like, oh, guys, you, sh- you let's well, really, do what we usually do. Well, probably assume she was already dead. No, she's like moving like... Oh. She's still breathing. Guys, restrain her. Usual stuff we do. Come on. But, Come on. But she tried to kill me. What? She she tried to kill me. When? Like, like, like way right, back right. in the snake town. Weren't in snake She's trying town. to sneak away. Does anybody oh have gosh. a higher perception than ten? Yes. Then you can all see that she's like reaching for the side and like <laughs> crawling like someone restrain her. I'm still like thirty feet in the air. She's bleeding out. Alright, fine. Yartol's gonna walk <laughs> over her and Okay, and uh, she's still wearing this dragon mask and it's dented in. It's all dented in with a headbutt. And you just see, coming down on a rope is Mr. Cedric, who, who rolls down. And you're just sort of, Cedric's sort of rubbing his head. Like, ow. Did you say Aerotel's trying to tie him down? Aerotel's gonna... Uh, the, the only thing I really have right now still is uh, grease. <laughs> okay, you don't but, need to use any more. Yeah, moves. whatever. You have rope and stuff in your bags, don't you? Amon, would you like to do anything? Uh, so she's trying to crawl away. Yep. 
Uh, I guess... Is she on the table or is she on the ground now? She's on the ground. The table's broken. Uh, I guess I put my foot on his on her back or stomach uh, to keep her. She's sort of screaming. Thank you, Amon. Somebody's restraining her. Belron, Belron crouches out, like, goes, like, face-to-face with her. Yeah. And be like, who the hell are you? And just, like, rips off the mask. When you do, one of you is shocked to know that you know this person. That's what we're going to end the episode. (laughs) Not going to say who. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of The Stubborn Heroes. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support us, uh, we would appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and write us a five-star review. It definitely helps to support us. You can also follow us on Twitter. That would be awesome. You can tweet us and we'll reply right away. That's at Stubborn Heroes. You can follow me, Adam DM, at Omidius, O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. And uh, that's the end of this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.